knowing what to eat is the easy part. Actually doing it is where people struggle. What you do after the diet is just as important as the diet itself. Focus on food quality for health and food quantity for weight loss. Patience is the least utilised tool in most diets. I don't mind a superfood salad, but I prefer pizza. Don't throw the kitchen sink at it. Pick a training method you enjoy. That's the advice. Generally, most people don't lift heavy enough. Think of me as the Alan Partridge of the fitness industry. If you haven't thought about your death row meal, then we can't be friends. Welcome to the Not Another Fitness podcast with myself, Amy Rambo Ramshead. And over today on Zoom, we have Andy. Andy. No intro today, mate. Straight in. Yeah, no, mister. Too much to talk about, mate. Too much. Too much. Too much on the spreadsheet. (laughs) Spreadsheet. You make it sound very formal. It's literally like a a Word document that we word vomit on regularly (laughs) when we think of things. This looks relatively organised, though. Uh, We're quite good today. We're getting better, aren't we? Yeah, slowly but surely. Um, What have you been up to? I've just been for lunch. It was very nice. (laughs) Um, no, it's, uh, what have I been up to? Well, seeing it's only a few days since we last spoke, I have... How's your start to the week been? Lovely, thank you. Two training sessions in the bag. A little bit more relaxed this week because it's half term, so a few clients away. Um, Did contemplate going out for a run after I've done this, but might not. (laughs) We'll see. I'll see what happens. Probably not. I tell you what, there's a couple of podcast episodes, all the sessions that I've decided not to do. <laughs> there's there's some material for you. Do you know my motivation for running is that it's a tropical uh, 11 degrees today. That's the only thing that makes me want to run. But then it has started lightly spitting. So that's the negative there. So probably not. It was good, actually, a little bit warmer in the gym. I was able to go down to six layers, which uh, was delightful. I didn't realise this the other day. You're colder than I am. Yeah. I, I have an average I just dress appropriately three. for it, mate. Mm. That's I have difference. an average of three, four if it's like between minus two and two. Three. You have six layers on. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Easy. It, it's a lot. Easy. Uh, yeah, normally like some kind of like compression base layer top vest, then long sleeve one, maybe another lighter one over the top of that. So that's like three like sport gear tops on, then a t-shirt, then a jumper, then a hoodie, and then maybe a jacket. Seven layers. Yeah, I about mean, seven. I'm hot just thinking about it. <laughs> Not you in the layers, the actual having layers. Wow. wow. So many, so Bloody. many layers. So hot. Um, no, I I the last two days I have actually taken my coat off and just been in a jumper and leggings. So yeah, it's been nice. We work in a unit, everyone. We work in a cool. we work in a warehouse. It's cold. No, um, week has been good good so far. No real news, really. No real news. What about you? I did go for a deep deep tissue massage last night, um, which is never enjoyable until (laughs) afterwards. Um, Massages, I think I posted about this on my Instagram, massages are not necessary. However, I do feel the benefit of them in the, um, the, the weeks afterwards. And because... Um, I do train very regularly. I do get very tight. And if I'm not training, I'm usually at a desk, contrary to popular belief. Don't spend too much time on my feet if I'm not in the gym. The rest of the time I'm at a desk. So it's I've really noticed like the tension in my shoulders is ridiculous. 
So yeah, it was very nice to get that rubbed down. So thank you to the lovely Tara at Urban Spa in Bishop Stortford. Shout out. Um, if anyone needs a deep tissue massage, I would highly recommend her. It's not pleasurable. That's all I will say. But cool. it is nice to relieve tension and let me feel a bit looser. And I definitely feel the build up in the muscles by about six weeks after I've had it done. And I'm like, oh, I need to go again. Uh, pain scale one to ten actually last night wasn't too bad last night i would say was only about a seven at some points the worst one which i would say is definitely a nine and i have a very high pain threshold so there was two i think this was the same session she did some cupping on me and she did it on my calves i think maybe i've talked about this before on the podcast i can't remember but she put this cup on the bottom of my calf oh, yeah. I remember this. and then dragged it up my calf and I felt like the skin was being ripped off that was awful and then the other one was when she put the elbow in the back of basically behind my knee right in between some of my hamstrings and then literally dragged it up to yeah that's that's glute dreadful. insertion that wasn't nice so but yeah so if anyone's looking for a treatment please don't worry to book <laughs> in but no honestly like um they're not necessary there's as for evidence-based as to whether deep tissue massages are beneficial I, I i haven't done the research so i wouldn't be able to know i enjoy it it's a moment i take for myself and i feel the benefits for it in my body and training afterwards so yeah i would recommend <sighs> one of my clients was asking me today about um kind of a variety of different treatments like cupping acupuncture mm. um like chiropractors all that kind of stuff and he was like it's a bit of a minefield isn't it like how do you know what to what to go with and he's like how do you know like what works and i was like i feel like if you think it's gonna work it'll work absolutely and as like, long as it's not injecting heroin into your, into your eyeballs as long as it's not got negative health detriments really took the edge off the plane <laughs> you're all right feels um, lovely these things are a privilege they come at a cost so yeah um for me it's more the time for myself uh how are you mate how's your start to the week been yeah, good. I was just saying to you, fairly, fairly full on. So the little man had his, um, so it's like his booster or his kind of one year injections. So he's like a little pincushion, bless him. Cute. I think he's got four of them, two or three in the thighs, one in the arm. <laughs> I mean, I was saying to you, I think I was saying to you, like he, so he was pretty good. Like he obviously cried, but give him like five minutes and distract him and he's, he's good as gold. But he was he was kind of laughing at the nurse, and she was she was really good with him. And then she uh, administered the injection. And he looked at her like, "I thought we were mates. Why? <laughs> why have you done this for? You've ruined it." I can imagine his little face as well. And he was very disgruntled. Yeah. I mean, he was he was in pain, and then he was just like confused, just like tears in his eyes, looking at her like, "What? You, you seem so nice. Why have you done that?" Bless him. Yeah, but he was all right. Had no kind of ill effects after it. Good. I mean, this is where being an anti-vaxxer would really pay off. You wouldn't have to go for any of this stuff. You could just sack it off <laughs> at home. But um, yeah, for the greater good. But yeah, he's all right. Uh, so that was Monday. Yeah. Um, uh, Training-wise and in the gym, just full on with clients, mate, to be honest. Yeah. Full on. I've managed to get a couple of sessions in, like a little 5K on the treadmill and an upper body one today. So whenever I do that, it's one of those things, isn't it? Whenever... Like the two longest sessions of the week are like the two longer runs. 
Yeah. And if it gets to like Thursday and I haven't got one of them out of the way, I start getting a bit like, mm, yeah, it's fair when's enough. this going to happen? So yeah, I'll have to go out at some point later in the week. But yeah, all is good, mate. Nothing much to report. Like you said, it's only been a few days since yeah. we recorded last. You were so. doing some um, good axle bar bicep curls today with some kneeling overhead tricep extensions, which looked very good. I feel like that bar's a new addition, is it? Or is it always it's the been darker there? one, isn't it? There's two. Yeah. If anyone I, doesn't know what an axle bar is, it's very, it's slightly thicker. Um, so like, it's very unlikely that as a female with my small hands, that my hands would actually grip all the way around it. It's a lot thicker bar, which makes it a lot harder to um, navigate. It's mainly used for strongman training, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I used it with Keith the other day, one of my clients. Um, yeah. So slightly more challenging on the grip, but it also, it's a bit stricter. Does that make sense? So I can't mm. like use my wrist as much because otherwise the bar would just slip out. So it's quite good. Like mm. I really felt that in the in the biceps today. Yeah. Little finisher on the guns. Um, yeah. And it's just something a bit different. You know, like I was saying the other day, I'll, yeah. you know, just playing around with a few different things. So even that, it's not like a massive change from using a normal Olympic bar, but it's just like, oh, it's there. It's not going to revolutionize the workout, but yeah. Yeah, that was good. That's really funny today, actually. I did something a little bit different. So I switched up my um, dumbbell shoulder press. I actually did a seated barbell Z press instead, which was great. Really loved it. Like, so different. I actually think I might, because I've been doing a dumbbell shoulder press on one day and then a push press on the other just to get a little bit more weight through. But I actually like, I prefer the dumbbell and the Z press, but they're two very similar movements. So I might just have to suck it up. And accept that to get the heavier weight overhead, I need to do the push press. But like you say, just like switching it up a little bit, just those tiny little things just make such a difference. Yeah, because you keep the core movement in place, but you yeah. don't, you're not just doing something completely random. There's yeah. still like a purpose there. If 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 people aren't sure what a Z press is, I mean, Google it and you'll see. It'll be easier mm. than me trying to explain. But if you're a bit stuck with shoulders or a bit bored with shoulders, because they're not the they don't particularly progress that quickly. It's a really good way of just changing the training stimulus a bit. And yeah, super good for like core posture. Um, yeah, give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Give definitely. it a go. Oh, right, mate. Should we get into this? Yeah, we better get rolling with this. I'm psyched. Um, are we going to do it the way around that it is on the Google Sheet? I think so. Okay. I think it keeps a bit of momentum. Okay, so I'll... I'll intro this bit then. Uh, so this is my idea, this one, from my own brain, my very own brain. Uh, no pressure for me for next week. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of on the, this, we cover this briefly with James Boyd, the physio. Can't remember what episode number, but he was very good. So check that one out. Um, and I think one of the questions that we had or we got around to talking about was if you've got a certain injury, would you go and see a physio? or an osteo or a chiropractor or sports masseur. And it's just quite interesting. We, and, and I think James kind of come to a similar conclusion to us. It's kind of where you feel like you're getting the, like the results from or what you feel comfortable with. But I thought I'd broaden that idea slightly because some of these are slightly ridiculous as well, the examples. But basically, I've, I've kind of listed uh, several different kind of scenarios or like avatars of different people with different ailments or different requirements. So some it's kind of injury based and some are just uh, more like fitness goals or health goals. And some of these might seem quite 
I suppose, quite obvious. Like, you know, if you're uh, the first one, should I just do the first one? Yeah. All right. So, for example, the first person is Billy Broken Leg, right? So Billy has broken his leg. And so, like, the first port of call for him, what would it be, do you think, Rambo? Would it be nutritionist to up his protein intake and get the antioxidants in? Or would it be um, another health professional, do you think? I think it'd be someone with a bit more medical background. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe a maybe a and e for example see this is the key point about these um, about what we're going to go through though some things are glaringly obvious it's when the water gets a little bit muddy and there's a myriad of people out there who may be able to help so this is the running theme with uh with all of the things we're going to mention if you've broken your leg you pretty much know you need to go to a hospital so first one we're both agreed I'm pretty, I, I mean, so Billy, we if don't you're out, disagree on much, mate. <laughs> if you're out there, if the, bone, if the bone's sticking out of the leg, then go and see a doctor. Billy, get yourself to A&E. Yeah. Don't drive either, please. <laughs> <laughs> get. Unless you've got an automatic, depends which leg it is. Oh, what an absolute <laughs> badass that would be. How'd you get it, mate? Just drove automatic and I, <laughs> other one was it. just dangling down. <laughs> um, yeah, so Billy... With his broken leg, go to a doctor. Yeah. Um, next one on the list is Emotional Ellie. There's a theme with these names. Uh, emotional Ellie. So for her, her kind of scenario is she's prone to a bit of a, a binge when the stress is high and it's kind of sabotaging her weight loss and she's looking for help. What do you reckon, Rambo? Would we say that Emotional Ellie, Ellie strikes me as the person who... Let's flesh out this character. A Let's bit. flesh out Ellie a little bit. No offense to anybody out there called Ellie. Um, yeah, I just it's just because it's E emotional yeah. Ellie or emotional Eric or emotional Elliot. Like you know, there's plenty of E names out there. Um, e names like E numbers. Anyway, um, I Ellie sounds to me like the type of person who would be quite rigid in their thinking, maybe Monday to Friday, be quite good when motivation is high, but yet something that happens in everyday life whether it's a row with the boyfriend's job oh, stress mate, that's that's what i was th- i was thinking row with the boyfriend row with the boyfriend poor nights or girlfriend poor night's sleep um or maybe it's just a social occasion something comes along that takes ellie off their single track path of motivation and all of a sudden the fuck it bucket gets kicked and it's that start again Monday feeling. But with it comes feeling of guilt, shame, worthlessness, start again Monday. And this has been a repeated cycle that can probably go on for maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe 10 years, maybe 15, maybe 20 years. Would I be right? Yeah, that's, okay. who, that's who I'm thinking of. That's who you're thinking that, of. That's the person. Okay. And actually not so much with with the binge eating and sabotaging weight loss i think of this more from not so much going out like and having fun and just having like a mm. mad weekend yeah. it's more that the stress of yeah maybe the family doesn't understand round with the boyfriend maybe even from work but yeah. just that general like the kids general life stress is quite high yeah. uh, and like all the intentions are there and i can see this person being in that in the cycle mm. i call it and not just cycle. life stress, but like when I say like when we say life stress, like you've called this person emotional, Ellie. So yes, stress, but also 
sometimes people don't have a lot of stress and that can lead to certain emotions that will cause them to eat as well or overeat or eat, let's say, or Anki air quotes off their plan. So things like loneliness, things like boredom, things like um being in a pandemic you know for example like anything like that I would completely agree um who do you think would okay here's a question Andy go on who does Ellie think their first point <laughs> of contact should be a hundred percent uh I would say nutritionist slash PT slash another 12-week transformation program yeah I mean yeah, I mean, quite possibly. If they're if we're talking about like professionals here, yeah, and they're seeking professional, it's like emotional. Ellie's got to the point where she's like, I've got to see someone for this, uh, and and in maybe in her head, she's thinking, I need another diet plan. Yeah. Get, like oh, that's the person I'm thinking of. The 100%. give me give me another diet plan. I need a diet plan from another from a different PT nutritionist coach, even dietitian. Um, when actually, I think she could probably benefit from seeing a therapist. And this is a, well, this is definitely a conversation that I've had with clients and previous clients. And it's when sometimes you can't like, we are giving people labels here because we're trying to describe a type, but sometimes people have the emotional, you know, the emotional attachment to eating and they get into training. They look at things a bit differently. Now they're thinking about fueling performance and they don't need to see a therapist. Maybe there's, maybe you've encountered them and they're making this change. They're coming to the gym. They are interested in like what their diet's made up of and they're taking a different approach. But a lot of the time they could do with speaking to someone about where does this reliance on food come from? And we're not therapists ourselves. So it's quiet. We can kind of give advice, but it's not professional advice. So therefore, in my mind, I'm like, I shouldn't be charging for this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When Absolutely. there's probably a professional out there that is, well, there's definitely a professional out there mm. who's qualified uh, in this area. And it doesn't mean that coming to the gym or seeing a nutritionist is off the, off the table but it's just, we're talking about the priority order. A lot of these people we're going to talk about today, it's not just, I don't need like one professional, but like, what should we do first? What's the domino you're going to push that's hopefully going to lead um, lead to the greatest chance of success? And in her case, I would say seeing a therapist first would probably be what I'd, what I'd recommend. Um, I think you have to look at the underlying cause of the problem in terms of troubleshooting where you need to go. Ellie is not, I say Ellie, sorry, Ellie, Ellie. I feel, <laughs> this, like, we, I feel, person, I feel like we're getting to know her now. I know. Ellie is not sabotaging, and I say that with, again, wanky air quotes. Ellie is not sabotaging her diet because she can't stick to it. She can stick to it. She's more than able to stick to it. She is sabotaging her diet because of other things that she's feeling that is causing her to lean into food to actually try and shut down some kind of emotions or some kind of coping mechanism a diet a nutritionist a personal trainer cannot help with those problems okay they are linked to your mental health they are linked to your self-worth they are linked to repeated patterns of behavior that maybe you're in for years and years and years because of external influences maybe it's family maybe it's a situation maybe it's trauma like and they are things that a personal trainer, a 12-week body transformation, a diet, and a nutritionist 
cannot help with. Um, I've had this conversation with people before, Andy, like part of my job when I take people on for nutrition is I'll offer a consultation. Like I say to anyone, the first consultation is always free because they have to try and see if what they want, what I'm offering. And I have to see if I can actually, um, if I am actually able to work with this person more from a overarching duty of care point of view. And I've said to people before, this is what I can do for you. And this is what I'm not prepared to do for you. And this is where I actually think you should go first. And there are people I've said to before, I think you need to go and speak to somebody about these things that are coming up again and again and again, and about why you feel this way. Um, it can be really difficult, really difficult. Um, especially from our point of view, like as self-employed people that are in an industry where we really want to help, help somebody. And, the thing about going to a therapist or a counselor to deal with things that are going to be really difficult is you have to be willing. So that can be really hard, um, especially turning somebody away, knowing that, OK, they're probably going to maybe go and join Slimming World instead. Like that can be really, really difficult. You just have to hope that you've got enough of a relationship or that you say what you mean with an or you can formulate your words with enough empathy and understanding that they will actually take it on board. It might be a slow burn as well because it's not like you're going to go steaming in after reading a couple of answers on a consultation sheet or, or just after, a, you know, the first five minutes being like, do you know what? You don't need to see me at all. You need to see a therapist, sort yourself out. It, it might be something that isn't evident necessarily straight away. Yeah. And as you get to know the person, they share a little bit more with you. I'd say that's more often the case unless it's something really explicit that comes up in that initial consultation. And that's that in some ways that's easier because you know the person a bit more so you can feel a bit more uh, you'd feel more confident in making that recommendation because you've got to know them over over the course of weeks but also you get friendly with them yeah. and then you start feeling like is it my place to to say you know the train's going well da, da, da. um but ultimately you should <laughs> right you should and it's just a case of like you said like you know picking your picking your spots with it i mean i'll like cards on the table when i thought of this kind of idea for for a podcast the emotional eater is like number one on my list mm. because i feel that's the most common misstep that people make yeah like, absolutely. Not, like out of the people that we see like hands down the amount of people that come into the gym so the first mistake is hiring a trainer when you need a nutritionist and the second was, and actually if you pull that thread further, ah, it's not a nutritionist, it's a therapist. Yeah. I will say there are a lot of, there are a lot more practitioners out there that will help people deal with their issues around food. So disordered patterns of eating, um, behavioral issues around food, trying to work through those things in a safe space while still pursuing fat loss, because you can work through those things at the same time. Not everybody needs therapy. You know, a lot of what I do with my clients is, okay, so you have a fat loss goal that comes from a genuine place, not from a, um, place of low self-worth you know thinking that it's going to solve all your problems you have a genuine fat loss goal you can still pursue that while still working on your relationship 
with food and your eating behaviors. Those two things can go hand in hand. We get very dichotomous sometimes in the fitness fitness industry about our thinking in terms of you nice have word. to do this. You're welcome. N- nice word alert. Dichotomous. Amazing. You have to do this or you have to do this. Like it, it, it threw up a lot with intuitive eating. Like, you know, you can't be, you can't eat intuitively and you and lose weight. Well, there are things about those that are contradictory, but you can take principles of intuitive eating and still pursue fat loss. Yeah, intuitive eating in itself is a 10-step principle-based thing, which should be followed if that's what you want to do. But there are principles of it that you can extract and apply while still pursuing fat loss. You can still try and lose body fat, but yet reject diet culture. They are two different things. And that we do get really dichotomous. And I think any professional worth their salt will know that you can do those two things however there is a point where if you are stuck in repeated patterns of behavior that keep pulling you back into things that make you feel guilty that make you feel shameful that when you encounter the same situation again you always go back to that default behavior of overeating of sabotaging your diet then you need to start thinking about talking to someone about why that is happening yeah, and, and the lines are blurred, right? So it doesn't mean just because you have a PT, you can't go and see a therapist. Just like it means you doesn't mean you can't go and see a physio or a nutritionist. But there comes a point where, like, yeah, you by the time you've got five or six professionals on your payroll, it can start getting quite expensive and not feasible yeah. for the majority of people. So what again, what we're talking about really is maybe you have one or two uh, people that you'll look to. Uh, or like I said, if there's that one thing you need to do first that makes everything else easier, it's just it's just knowing that. And part of this is like knowing yourself and working on yourself and knowing why you're doing, why you want to lose the weight or why you keep, um, you know, why those binge uh, eating episodes occur. And it, yeah, it does take a bit of self-reflection and sometimes that's just easier with a trained professional. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope that answers Ellie's question. <laughs> Cheers, Ellie. <laughs> um next one i will introduce the next one so oh let me get the right we've got nervous norman oh nervous norman or or, Or nervous or nelly or natalie what's with ellie and nelly sorry (laughs) no could be nervous natalie it's nervous norman nervous nicola sorry nervous norman sorry Sorry, Norm. norm right so norm wants to train but is very apprehensive about joining the gym Oh, where would where should Norman go, Andy? Well, he could just stay at home, buy a dumbbell. Done. Very true. Maybe Very true. Maybe he doesn't need a professional at all. Maybe, Maybe he, he just... doesn't. But he's not very intrinsically motivated either. Oh, really? Mm. Fleshing out Norman, Fleshing. are we? <laughs> this would make a great novel. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think so when I when I think about this guy I think he's probably hasn't trained before at all right so this is where again you can start picking into the character and be like well is he nervous about walking into a gym just because of the gym environment or is he nervous because he doesn't know how to do any of the exercises mm. or most likely I think both because if it's someone who's just it's the social side that they don't like and they'd rather do they're fine with doing the, the exercise and the resistance work. They just don't want to be in a public place. Then yeah, you can get some decent bits of kit and do it at home. Mm. But I feel like this is, he really wants to, 
but it's like, oh my God, everyone's going to be looking at me. Yeah. Um, people can think I'm an idiot. I'm not going to be strong enough. Everyone's stronger than me. Da, 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 that kind of thing. Um, in which case, so what I would do, I think if you get to that point where you're like, look, I know I, sh- I like should, should's a loaded word. For my health, I think it'll be beneficial to join a gym. So you've got to that point where you've overcome like that. You've just ruled it out altogether. So now you're in a place where I really want to do this. I'm just, I'm kind of teaching on the edge. I would visit gyms in the local area and I would just go in like zero pressure, not going in to have a session, but I would just go in and like, you know, maybe you do talk to like a, someone on the reception and you get shown around, have a little wander, get a bit of a feel for the place. Cause you do get that. There'll be places you walk in and you're like, no, this ain't for me. 100%. Um, and a lot of that depends on how you're greeted when you enter the building. But you know, if, um, it's rare that like me and you are just kind of hanging around Rambo, but if we are, so I had this the other morning at the gym where I think some, a client was running late or I was basically stood around at the reception and Holly who works at the gym was completing a membership form for a new member. And I, I was just like, Oh, what are you training for? You know, are you training for anything in particular? And it turns out she had a, a baby last year. So we've immediately got like something in common. Then I was like, Oh, you know, you know, just, you just have a bit of a chat and all of a sudden it kind of, it softens the hot. Now she knows two people in the gym. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I think with, with Norman or people of his ilk, one of the hardest things is like walking through the door. And I did, <laughs> Because my initial instinct is hire a trainer for Norman. Like going to a gym, hire a trainer. Taught you're taught with some uh, by someone who knows what they're doing. So even if you're not 100 confident walking through the door, once you start getting confident with the exercises, it's that kind of knock-on effect. You'll be like, right, I know that area over there. I know how to use that barbell. I've been shown two or three moves. I can go in there, head down, and crack on with it. Um, but yeah, I don't know your thoughts on that one. But I think the hard, I think the hardest thing is getting through the door. So I would visit different gyms and get that feel. And I'd probably, I'd select the gym not based on what's got the the newest kit or the best layout. I'd probably pick it on gut feel. Yeah. Of like where you feel like you're going to want to go to. Yeah, hundred percent. I really agree. I'm very wary that I don't want to go through all these people and be like, you need to see this person, you need to see that person, because <laughs> actually spending money on your health and fitness like I've said, comes from a place of privilege. And some people only have the money to spend on a gym membership and that's it. And that's okay. I want to take it a step further. So first of all, do everything that Andy's just said, go around different gyms in the local area, get a feel for it. Don't be put off by the type of gym you think it is. hundred percent. Because we get this a lot with our gym that Andy and I work at that um, there's, a lot of kit that are used by a lot of different people and types of training. So we get a lot of strong men. We get a lot of Olympic weightlifters. We get a lot of like, we get some CrossFitters. We get group classes. We get boxers. We get, you know, the kids coming in at four o'clock after they finish school. Like we get a lot of different people training in there. But if you're exposed to one group of that, it could feel like you could place a wrong label. So like, oh, that's a strong man, Jim. Absolutely not. Go in and have a look and have a chat and see what the kind of members are when you're in there and having a look around, exactly like Andy said. Right, so you found a gym and you've signed up, signed up and you're like, right, okay, this is the right gym for me, I'm going to go. But you literally have absolutely no idea what to do and you not you can't hire a trainer. You should get 
uh, someone that works there to show you around at least and see how the machines work and everything like that. And if you're really not sure about equipment and you're not sure, you don't want to hurt yourself. I had this conversation with one of my clients the other day. She feels confident enough to go to the gym now, but she it's her friend that wants to go, but her friend doesn't feel confident going on their own. And I was like, right, okay, so easy, easy win. Like Andy and I have talked about before, think about the body part you want to move. And as long as it's a half decent kitted out gym, just stick to some machines. You don't even have to pick up a barbell. You don't even have to pick up any dumbbells. Okay. Three or four sets of between 10 and 15 reps, test out your weights, just stick to some machines. So you know that you're in a a range of motion and a plane of movement that's relatively safe. Okay. Don't be an idiot and put too much on the, on the machine either. And you'll still get a really good workout. And that might just give you one confidence at moving load in your body Two, you're sat there, which will give you a good one to two minutes to maybe just have a look at what somebody else is doing and be like, okay, maybe get a bit inquisitive, get a bit curious, find out what you like, find out what you don't like, and then maybe go home and start researching a little bit. That would just be my kind of easy, don't have a clue what I'm doing in here. This machine looks okay. I want to work my shoulders. I'm just going to do some reps on here. And I'm not saying that that can carry on forever because you're going to not make a lot of progress. However, that's a good, safe, time efficient, easy way to get in there and do something and just get used to it. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. I think, I mean, I think to like to sum up norm, it'd be make sure you've got like a, a reason for going to the gym. So if you're kind of concrete and you've made that decision, you know, it has to be a gym that that's one thing. Then it's go around, check out the, the local options. Then it's just get that first session booked in. Doesn't have to be with a PT could be with like a member of gym staff. And then it's just a case of turning up yeah. and like desensitizing yourself to that new environment. Um, and then eventually, I mean, I, I would say like, if you, if you can afford it, I would hire a trainer like that. I just would. Absolutely. Um, but it's not, like you said, it's not essential and it should, and that should not be a barrier to people coming to the gym. No. Um, and actually like, if you do come for like a month, let's say, say you, say you get in three times a week over the course of a month. So maybe, maybe you train like say 10, 12 times over that month. Well, hopefully like you're, yeah, you get to meet a few people in the gym. Maybe you get, have, you have a chat with one of the trainers there, or you have a look at them and see Like you said, scope people out and see how they work, you know, and you, you'll get a feel. You'll kind of know the trainer that's kind of more like boot camp orientated or the one that's like a lot highly technical lifts and the one that's kind of doing like uh, doing exclusively one to one. Do you know what I mean? You just get a feel for it. And, and actually, you might be like, do you know what? I'm all right. I'm enjoying this. I'm doing my own thing. I'm fine. And maybe you re- revisit that in, in like a couple of months. But yeah, yeah. get in there, Norm. Get, get in, there, in there, Norm. You got this. Next one. Got Rach, haven't we? Come on, Rach. Rapid Rachel, I'm calling you. Uh, so Rach is targeting sub 40 minute 10K. She's fast. She's rapid. But she's always injured. Always injured, Rach is. Um, what do you reckon, Rambo? What's um, the first port of call? Depends on what the injury is, as long as she's not Billy and she's got a broken leg. Um, so we're going to rule out broken leg. Okay. I would say repetitive niggles that don't completely stop her training, but they're causing massive frustration and she's not able to train at her her peak. I would go 
personally, I would go and see a sports injury therapist. Go and see James. James. <laughs> Other sports injury therapists are available. Um, but yeah, I would go and see somebody that specializes in sporting injuries, not necessarily just a physiotherapist, um, but someone who actually works either with athletes, has worked with athletes, someone that comes recommended. If you are working with a PT already, ask your PT who they recommend. Definitely go see someone who has experience with trained individuals. Um, if you're part of a community, so for example, if Rachel's part of a running club, maybe there's a, um, a injury therapist there that is recommended who works with a lot of the members go and find out actually what is going on. And then I hate saying this, Rachel, hmm. listen to them. <laughs> and I say that from experience, um, listen to them. So whilst it can be really frustrating, if maybe they say back off or you can't do X or you can't do Y, or maybe you have to take a little bit of time off doing what you love in the long run, it will benefit you a lot more than pushing through and then maybe en ending up in a worse place. That would be my advice. Um, yeah. What about yourself? Um, sage advice there, mate. Mm -hmm. I would say, so, I mean, I've hundred percent got people in mind with rapid Rachel. I almost have to be careful not to, yeah. not to revert to other names. I think this is a classic case of where a collaborative effort can really work. And again, with the caveats in place of if you can afford it, yeah. diagnosis is everything. Knowing what you're dealing with, like why that niggle. So I would say in my experience, niggles like repetitive strain type injuries are not brought about by uh because of some uh catastrophic biomechanical um malfunction it's just overtraining a lot of the time or under recovering or not structuring your training efficiently mm. uh, and, and this is genuinely it most of the time yeah. Um, but I do think there's merit. Like if something does keep niggling away at you, it's, I would say like you go to the, the physio or sports, uh, physiotherapist first, what they can do is, I mean, in James's case, he kind of does everything, but like it, just the uh, basic physio, let's say can put you through like a, a bunch of different tests to see, you know, how you're moving, how you're functioning. What a PT can do is if you're, if you're running like sub, 40 minute 10Ks or have aspirations, you're obviously training a lot or you're running a lot. What the PT can do um, is look at your training over like a whatever kind of meso or macro cycle you're working to, or look at you know how your weeks are laid out. And I can make a comment not be, you know, not knowing barely anything about someone. If I just have their training in front of me, I'll be able to say, that's a lot. <laughs> do you know what I mean like and for some people they can tolerate it if you're coming to me with a repetitive strain injury I might, I might say are you sure you can tolerate it mm. I mean you can run it but you're broken for two days afterwards so can you and it's distinguishing that like just because you can do it should you a lot of the time and I think it so when this works well it's go to a physio get diagnosed the physio will hopefully you know you can kind of team up on people right this is what we do by the way clients uh, and it's trying to it's, it's trying to get that balance of just kind of reining you back a little bit. The physio can diagnose so they can then give maybe like a list of rehab exercises for the, the, the individual for Rachel to do at home. And what the trainer can do 
is one keep kind of morale high by just keeping some training in there if the running if you know if, if you can't run but also look to strengthen everything else so when you get back to running you've got a um you're a more well-rounded athlete stronger across the board and hopefully better able to tolerate the the impact that you know running three four five six times a week can can bring um just thought of something there when you said just because you can do it doesn't mean that your body can handle it. Same as you get a little bit older, just because you could do it oh, five yeah. years ago doesn't mean you can do it now. Look at what, like how your trainings changed. Like last time you trained for a marathon, as opposed to now training from a marathon, being a bit older, having a bit more stress, having max, having less sleep. Like it's probably two completely different experiences. So it's again, it's that having that, objective understanding of your body um rather than like getting holding emotional attachment to it which is really hard to do when you've got a goal i completely get that yeah yeah so next up is rachel all right with that no she's no, still, she's she, pissed she's, she's annoyed <laughs> well it, she might be you know what i mean and that's part of being injured is it's really bloody annoying but part of actually having a goal and being an athlete in wanky air quotes and working through these things is that you do have to take the knocks and, the, yeah. and injuries when they come from an emotional point of view. Like my heart goes out to like Ellie with the, the kind of long-standing binging, but from a training point of view, like my heart goes out to rapid Rachel, that yeah. frustration is it's really hard to deal with. Yeah, really hard really if you love doing something being told you can't do it or you have to stop doing it for a period of time is not easy be difficult shall we come on to um frankie to frank hey frank frustrated frank he's tried everything to lose weight but everything ev everything like we're talking celery diet grapefruit diet ducan diet he bought, the he bought the insanity dvds mate he's done everything blew his knee out doing that <laughs> Joe Wicks, Joe Wicks PE, <laughs> nothing works. Absolutely nothing works. And he's frustrated about it. He's a bit pissed off. What would you suggest, Andy? If it's weight loss, I would seek out an evidence-based <laughs> coach is what I would do. So Frank, the Frank character, I've encountered uh, a reasonable amount and I would, so typically this is, so this is just like, again, my bias or the ones that stick out in my mind are all male for whatever reason. And they tend to be intelligent in, in their field or their like profession, like super intelligent, like, you know, like well-rounded people. But when it comes to diet and exercise, they just go, they, they all, I, I can't even describe it. They just can't see the bullshit. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. There's a few people listening to this now that are going to feel so seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just, it's that instant belief in everything they that's, read and inabil inability to critically think about anything. But they're, I would say they're, they're the ones, they fall victim to the slightly more kind of sophisticated uh, fitness influencer slash marketer like they don't they know like that you know some of the stuff's complete you know like six minute abs and stuff like they know that's bollocks 
but like if they i'm trying to think of um think of a good example you know as in as in something to fall for Yes, you know, oh, like, like the latest lumen blow yes. into the metabolism. Oh my god! And it'll, you can have a low carb day thing. So that kind of like biohacking kind of thing. I'm in the know. I know something you don't. This yeah. is the secret. Yeah. Um, and it's it's geared up for for. Uh, I look at it and I think, oh my god, I can see your target audience, like kind of forty plus guy, bit of disposable cash, chasing the six pack. Um, uh, just yeah like normally kind of selling high-end products kind of thing like high price point all that kind of stuff um and the thing is you do this stuff and it doesn't work and it it pisses you off and poor old frank has been he's followed every fad going and it's just not happening so people like this respond well i think to kind of facts and figures and data and actually, if you can show them like how, so instead of just following something being like, oh, this will work, explain why this, like, so explain a calorie deficit is where I'm going with this one. Explain that. And actually even better, if they've got a few examples of diets they've followed when they're like, yeah, well, I lost a bit during this, but I couldn't stick to it or this didn't work or this did work. So like Joe Wicks, right, is a really good example. Like when he, when he first came around with his first cookbook, some people lost weight on that and others gained weight on it. Mm. And it's because like, there was no, I don't know if there was any mention of calories, in it, but some of the meals in there were like, you know, a thousand calories and stuff, but like the food quality was really good. And some, for some people, they ate a little bit less and it led to them eating less overall. And other people just started shoving Joe Wick's thousand calorie meals down themselves. And were like, we can all put weight on here. Yeah. And they were completely like, I'm eating really good food. What's going on? Um, so if, yeah, if you can explain a calorie deficit to them, um and and you will have to keep drumming at home because what happens with these individuals is they'll be like okay andy's making sense here i can see how this works and then a new shiny thing will come in and some flash marketing and you'll be like no frank put it down yeah get get back to the get back to the calorie deficit or you're they've the calorie deficit's working They've done it for a few weeks. Maybe they have got a little bit of weight to lose. They're like, this is great. This is literally life-changing. I can have everything I want. And then the progress stalls. Yeah. And then they'll get one week where they won't lose weight. And this is where Amy turns around and says to them, you're not fucking special. Keep going. It's not your thyroid. It's not that this doesn't work Uh, for you. It's not that you can't lose weight and you're never going to be smaller person it you are not special you just are inconsistent keep going and this is the point where they either kick the fuck it bucket or the other analogy that we that get used commonly is slashing the tires so (laughs) like you know they slash all the tires and they just go right just because i've either had one meal where i've over ate or i haven't lost weight on the scales for you know, a week or it's jumped around the same mark, then I'm just, there's just absolutely no point. So I'm just going to stop because this obviously doesn't work for me. No, you're not special. You just need to keep going. Yeah. And this type of person that Frank, that uh, Andy's mentioned, because of how they are, they're very unlikely to reach out for help and say, actually, I'm not sure what's going on. I'm struggling. They're very much like, right, well, it's obviously it just doesn't work for me. 
So it's because I haven't drunk my green tea and taken my BCAAs and had my C- and had my CLA and uh, I haven't got that latest Lumen or I need a new fitness tracker. <laughs> you know, it, it's that whole because it's not tangible. It's very hard to have a reason for it. It's a need to reason everything. And sometimes as PTs or nutritionists, we don't actually know the reason of why your body's doing what you're doing. It just is. You just need to keep going. Yeah, it's that kind of faith in the process thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, that Frank's a classic. Frank is classic a classic, Frank. bless him. Um, going to feel so seen. I love it. <laughs> Do you reckon? Oh, God, yeah. I know who's going to want to chat to me about this on Monday morning. <laughs> there's, 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 there's always a guy that I have in mind um, with, I'll call him Frank for the purposes of this. I've, I've, I've probably told this story on it but not for a while but th- this guy like th- he embodies it so like i told you like uh, i was looking to like open a, a gym up like years and years ago mm-hmm. and the guy i was going to do it with um one of his clients at the time uh helped set up small businesses that's kind of what he did he, like gave advice and he was like oh my client frank has offered to sit down with us about you know potentially like uh moving into this new gym da, da, da. so we went along and we were like you know young foolish uh buzzing we'd done like about 10 different logos and stuff like that like no business sense whatsoever mm. and what frank did was he kind of sat us down made us list out like how much everything would cost what we wanted to earn overheads all yeah you know, basically like a business plan is what mm. he did for us and was like right until this number here is greater than this number here you don't do anything and you definitely don't sign a lease and do this and he was really like he was nice but he was like don't be fucking stupid why are you drawing logos for get this done first you've yeah. been distracted by a shiny logo you need to focus on the numbers and we went away and like we didn't do it in the end and, and like that really had an impression on me and anyway so frank i said to him i was like because he was doing this out of the kindness of his heart i was like oh if you if you want a consultation or if you want to come to the gym anytime give us a shout if you want to talk about nutrition he's like do you know what you know rubs his belly he's like yeah i've wanted to get my food sorted out so he came in and he was off he was like andy i eat avocados i have blueberries in my porridge in the morning did it and he was reading off all this stuff and i was like cool frank i was like um how many calories do you have in a day and he looked at me like oh i don't know and i was like right here's the balance sheet <laughs> until this number here is less than what you're consuming you won't lose it and until someone explains it to you, like he he was on doing all the supplements, all, all the gear, all the gear, all the supplements, like 150 pound trainers, all the stuff. And he kind of looked at me and he was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I've been distracted by all the shit when really I just need to kind of do this one thing. Last thing on it, that doesn't make it easy. Like you were saying about like when you hit that plateau and that's almost harder. It's way harder maintaining a slight calorie deficit for months and years then it is bouncing from one shiny new program or tool to another that's a lot more fun that's a lot more like oh something new two weeks oh shit again oh something new two weeks it might be more fun doing it like that but there's a reason why people come to us and they're in that position because it hasn't worked ultimately Mate, I have nothing else to add. That was brilliant. <laughs> that was absolutely brilliant. Um, should we move on to the last one? We're not going to have time to do the second part, are we? No. I don't We're going think... to do like an, an emergency second pod this week, mate. Oh, do you reckon? In, in the car or something. Because to, to bite like size. 
we we have to do like a bite sized one because we're do. not we are not going to have time to get it done. Nah, we could do it Sunday morning. Oh, Sunday morning, half hour emergency pod. Emergency bite sized pod to be released. Um, I, I yeah, but this is so meaty. It's so good. Um, let's do the last one. Let's do exhausted Ali. Let's do exhausted Ali. Three kids, high flying career knowledgeable about training and nutrition but struggles to put it all in together ali so i feel i feel exhausted just yeah that. so that's the client or the person that you know who is very switched on about the latest thing comes in have you seen this have you seen that oh i've heard about this i've heard about fasting is this good for me what about the 5-2 diet what about the protein diet like what about this latest supplement again very similar to frank but um, very like got it all going on operates at like 90% all the time. I always think about this person as the person you look at and is like, they must have like six extra hours in the day, like more than me because they seem to get so much done. Um, never seems to make any progress though. Oh, we've agree? got, we've got, we've got different takes on this person. I feel like. Okay. So what's, cause you never actually put the, the actual no. problem for Ali. No, so I would. So this is how I see Ali. Obviously, we can mold her into who we want to be. And this is the beauty yeah. of this podcast. Definitely similar to Frank. Yeah. But the the key difference between Ali and Frank is Ali's got the knowledge. Ali, uh, no, okay. Ali knows about macros. She knows about calorie deficits. So she, even though she's into like oh five two diet and different ways of setting it up, she has that fundamental knowledge in place. So she's not going to get. She might kind of go a little bit faddy, but she's not getting conned by anything, yeah. anything basic. She knows her stuff. She's kind of read. Like you can have a conversation with her about macros and she knows what you're talking about. She's not looking at you vacantly. Um, and I see her as already being in very good shape. She's in very good shape, but she wants more. And she wants more on top of everything else she's got going on. I mean, Ali might just need a PA rather than a PT. Yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be fair. That's the kind of, because I look at that. So I, I see her already training, already having like, you know, like this good job. She's like, yeah, she's a good mum to her three kids. She's, you know, she's well read. So she's got, when you said she's got, got it all going, I think she's like, you'd look at her from the outside and I look, I would look at her and think, what's the problem? Right. That's how I look at her. I'm like, what are you moaning about? <laughs> it's all good. So what is she moaning about though? Does she want to build more muscle? Does she want to lose weight? Does she, is she just exhausted all the time? Like so, the, so yeah, so that's it, right? So the key to this is she's trying to maintain all this, but she's absolutely wiped. All right. So kind of frayed at the edges a little bit. So she's just, so I would say like that, you know, if we, it, I always describe like the fitness journey as you start on like a, you know, four lane motorway and you end up on a tightrope. Yeah. She's walking like a rickety kind of wooden bridge and it's a windy day. Yeah. She's, she's not she's not taking herself to the point of injuring herself, but she's just struggling to keep on top of it. So like in terms of who she should see, again, for me, a trainer here can do her an absolute solid. When you're in that consultation process and you're hearing three kids, you know, numerous like, places they have to be over the course of a week commuting into london high pressure job already training multiple times a week maybe she's got a peloton bike at home that she's jumping on in the evening to like blast out the, these kind of this is going on as a trainer i would my first instinct would be to try and take the pressure off 
Yeah. And say if she's training, say if she's coming to the gym three days a week, she runs at the weekend and she's doing like two Peloton classes and she's also got a yoga membership. I'd be like, right, I think we can take some of these out and it's not going to be to your detriment. Or it's a case of if you really want this one thing, so whether that's to get stronger or weight loss or muscle gain, the program needs to be tailored to that. We can't do everything. We can't do everything all the time indefinitely. I agree. Um, but, do you think she's going to listen to you? Um, I, well, Ali strikes me as, as, as intelligent, right? So I, even if she doesn't, I feel like she would hear you out and maybe be one of those ones where she has to go away and think about it. And that's how I'd, I wouldn't try and convince her that, well, this is the only way you can do it. I'm just, this is a very similar approach I would take to rapid Rachel. Yeah. I'd say like, this is what I think I'm a professional. This is what I do. And you're, and it's absolutely within your right to discard everything I've just said, mm. but that's yeah. what I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I, I would argue that this individual is probably not going to listen um, because that's how they're hardwired. Some people just like doing a lot. Um, and again, maybe this is my bias and the people that I see, I usually think that people end up in this situation because of underlying reasons that are not connected with training or exercise or lifestyle. I think it's usually sometimes, yeah, maybe they do need to be told that you don't need to be doing this much and no one's actually said that to them before. And that can be a lovely thing to hear. And that can just be the light bulb moment. Yeah. That they go, Oh my God. Yeah, of course. Like I'm actually on a hamster wheel. I don't need to be doing this much. I can just put all my eggs, start to put all my eggs in one basket a little bit more and I'm going to reap the rewards. I think there's the other alley, let's say, that is doesn't know how to be any different because it's something that goes a little bit deeper and maybe we've come 360 back to Ellie again. <laughs> Ali and Ellie are very, very, very closely linked and maybe there is just a little bit of, do you know what Ali actually needs? Ali just needs a little bit more emotional support and that can't come from the PT the nutritionist, the husband, the, the, the friends, the kids, the boss, maybe it does just actually need to come from Ali taking a bit more time for herself and maybe going to speak to somebody. That's yeah. where my brain goes. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely a case for that. I think you'd have to, again, this is where you need, you need to be a psychologist to kind of figure, figure these people out, but you just have to listen and kind of take that. If that's kind of where your brain goes with it, like if, if she's sat in front of you or you're like two or three sessions in and you're like, mm, hold on, these are the kind of vibes I'm getting. Cause it's all kind of speculation, right? Like you yeah. can't, it's, this is why this is an interesting exercise, I think, because yeah. it's not like, right. Nutritionist, physio, chiropractor, dietitian, that it's not as black and white as that. Um, I think going back to Ali, like I would, I, I do this sometimes with, I did this with parents before I, w I became a dad and I, and I, and it's, I'll, I'll use this one of like, when you, when you've got like the training week in front of them and especially if it's like a, a full on week and they are working and they have got like the three kids and stuff. So very much Ali, I'm like, right. Picking up kids, spending time with the family. So like most people kind of, they identify that as like number one. This is like number one priority, like family comes first. So I'm like, right, cool. Color in, 
like all the hours that that you know whether that's like school runs or playing football or just spending a day with the family and going out that goes in the diary done yeah next you've got to pay the bills you've got to support that family so most people ali included has to work okay what are your working hours okay what's the commute on top of that block that out do you work in the evening sometimes yep is that negotiable not really okay well that stays in then right okay so that's all in there right so how many hours have we got left yeah 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 and and i suppose actually i mean we, i can't believe neither of us said this this is terrible form if someone says they're exhausted what would be your first recommendation sleep are you sleeping <laughs> right, right. are you actually giving yourself enough priority here's here's, an, here's another exercise blocking sleep as yeah. well and so sleep put- opportunity versus actually actual sleep you know, because yeah. if you're only giving yourself eight hours of sleep opportunity, you're not wound down and then you're only getting six hours yeah, sleep, two pro- completely different things. You probably need nine hours, like yeah, yeah, yeah. minimum like opportunity and hopefully you sleep eight of them, seven yeah. to eight. Um, so once you've done all that, you're not going to be left with many hours. And, in, you know, it, and especially say if it is like a diet based goal, well, then there's like food prep and yeah. cooking and shopping and all that kind of stuff as well. And I think you have to be realistic. And then do you want any time to yourself? Yes, no. How important is that? Can you get a bit of that whilst training? So like maybe like the yoga is actually, it's not, this is where things in a vacuum, you have to, you have to kind of step out and look at it across the course of a week. So let's say Ali has got a weight loss goal, right? So in isolation, what's going to burn more calories? 45 minutes of running, 45 minutes of resistance training or 45 minutes of yoga? Well, the running wins hands down but on top of everything else she's doing like the yoga might actually be the best in terms of switching off i'm not on a treadmill or or with a screen in front of me i can just relax and then that leads to a better night's sleep and then that better night's sleep plays into the early morning session that you are going to do at your work gym the next day and you have it's just looking at it like that so i completely take your point that she might be like you don't know what you're talking about, mate. Yeah. But I would try and talk to her on that level. And I think if you show like you, you can disagree on the programming of it. But even if, if Ali knows that you care enough to talk about it, that often goes a long way. Oh, definitely. And I think that underlines all of the people that we've just spoken about for the last hour is like showing, find whoever you turn to to talk to, if you recognize yourself as one of those people, finding someone with empathy and understanding and that is willing to listen and not try and problem solve so much and actually work with you um, is so key to feeling heard and actually starting to get to the root of your problem. Absolutely. And you can just enter your contact details in there, Rambo. (laughs) Why me? (laughs) I mean, I'm more than happy to take work, Andy, but you know, there's two of us. I thought you were just going to like just smoothly transition and you can contact me at Coach No, this is not a sales pitch. (laughs) Mate, that was so fun. Yeah, that was good. I honestly didn't think we'd speak as long as that. No, I really enjoyed it though. I know, it was really good. Uh, I really need a wee now. Oh, it's your turn! Have you noticed how I'm you are swaying from side, from side to side. I'm um, fine. Oh, God damn it. Right. Let's sign off then. Oh, he's, he's had some water. I mean, I'm not going to use the pint glass. Just <laughs> <laughs> I was just showing you what I drank. 
Okay. Thank you so much, listeners. We did want to get through a little bit more of that, but you might get a bonus episode next week then because that was fun and we still got loads more to talk about. We have, um, we have got to try and make the bonus. So it will be evident now we've spoken about it on yeah. here. I, I don't want to have to edit this out, mate. So no, we won't. We won't. We'll have, we'll have to make it happen. Um, yeah, thank you so much for your feedback about the last few pods. It's been really, really great. Um, please head over to Facebook, search for Not Another Fitness Podcast, join our community. I will leave our details in the show notes. And um, in order to get our, our podcast out, you have to, have to, have to go and give it a little five-star rating. And if you have five minutes during your lunch break, please just write down a little review. That would be great. I felt like you were slowing down your speech then on purpose. purpose. (laughs) Oh, mate, that was fun. I'll let you go for a wee. I feel your pain. Cheers, mate. Uh, Thank you, everyone, to the feedback. Uh, It's always welcomed and it does mean a lot. Hopefully, we'll be seeing you or speaking to you soon in an emergency pod. Me and Rambo, one in the morning on a Thursday. (laughs) Getting it done. Getting it done. Right. Nice nice one, mate. Till next time. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Not Another Fitness podcast. If you'd like to join our ever-growing community, please log on to Facebook and request to join the Not Another Fitness podcast group. We really do appreciate all the feedback that you take the time to send myself and Andy, and you'll find our contact details in the Facebook group. If you want to inquire with either of us about working with us directly, send us a little email. If you have time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom, give us a five-star rating and jot down your thoughts in a little review. If you're listening via any other podcast provider, please just share it to your socials as it really does help get our little podcast out to more people. 